cave without it. I'll be there with the hammers of justice. You make me a mistake, I will fucking kill you. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do. God, now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's dance, bozo. Hello and welcome to Gotham City Limits, the premiere podcast for all things Batman. He is Vengeance, he is the Knight, I'm Em, and that's Autumn. Hi, that's me, I'm Autumn. It's episode 18, how's it going? How's the Batman? Uh, he's good. I haven't spent... I've spent a lot of time with other DC superheroes that aren't Batman this week. How about you? I uh, was like, I, last week I was like, I'm going to read something else because I'm tired of this uh, zero year stuff. And then I read more zero year. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I was like, I was in the middle of like a fucking issue of Red Hood, which is about new 52 jason todd who's like Mm -hmm. basically he's like 15 but he might as well be 23 because comic books and he's he wants to join the red hood gang because the red hood gang just happened and they got basically tore up uh and so he puts on the hood and starts calling himself like red hood four and runs across talia ghoul who's here to execute the new leader of the red hood gang after not quite the joker yet got ousted um but also not quite the joker is around looking like fucking dark man <laughs> um also trying to destroy the red hood gang um and i'm like this is dire this fucking sucks but then i got past that and mm-hmm. i pushed back into batman like the snyder capullo stuff um the colorist for these things for this like whole arc is uh is um fco plus placentia and oh mm-hmm. my god the colors on these are fucking incredible um nice it's just like bright it's not like it's not like trying to evoke four color stuff it just is like like neons and like warm colors and it just like feels lured in the way that four color comics could but with like a modern digital sensibility it just really is like the winner here it's great um this stuff is like weird because we're we're still like establishing batman shit but there's there's one bit that i really liked about these issues that uh, Alfred, cause Jim Gordon's still like kind of a, kind of a beat cop. He's like a detective, I think. Um, and him and he, he, him and Bruce Wayne do not get along, uh, cause Bruce thinks he's on the take or whatever. Um, and there's a bit where Alfred's like, the reason you keep me around, the reason you keep Gordon around is not because you see us as allies, it's because you want us to bear witness to the fact that we could do nothing when your parents died. But you who like were just a child have like created this thing in opposition to not only like crime in Gotham, but people like us, um, which is not like my favorite <laughs> read on Batman, but I do like it. Cause I don't think I'd seen this before. Yeah. Where Alfred's like, Alfred's like, you're keeping me around to bear witness to the Batman. Which is like some mm-hmm. real like red dragon serial killer shit. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. I don't, I don't, you know, you can take Batman in that. I mean, I know it won't cross over, yeah. you know, so as long as we're like towing that line, I don't, I don't hate it. 
Yeah. It's it's like unique, you know, yes. which is more than most people can pull off, I feel like. Yes. Of course, Bruce Wayne still has his, like, fascist jarhead hair, and I fucking hate it. It's mm. so bad. Greg mm. Capullo should go to jail for giving Bruce Wayne this haircut. <laughs> Uh, famously, someone in the Discord uh, said, um, when Frank Miller met Scott Snyder, I think it was Scott Snyder, he thanked him for finally giving Bruce Wayne a good haircut. That's how you know you fucked up when Frank Miller oh, thinks you no. did a good job. No, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, that, that was it. Titans season three ended. Uh, that was good, but you're watching Titans, so I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, um, I continue to press on with that show, but only when I'm high. So I watch like one episode every two or three days. And I was about to say um, that that's still you watch a lot of that show. <laughs> You're high a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, so for me, I um ended up finishing um New Frontier, which is a book I started last time. Yeah. Um, really really love that book but in like a weird way where um like i kept reading it and being like this is propaganda this is vile this is like you know unreadable and then i would like flip to the next page i'm like oh but there's there's the martian manhunter doing some cool shit (laughs) i love this art i'm gonna keep reading and then it would get to like green lantern shit and i'd be like skip 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 um a lot of green lantern in this book um a lot of hal jordan which is like perhaps the character i care least about in comic books um that's uh that's funny (laughs) i feel like that's a pervasive that's a a pervasive uh it's a pervasive opinion, but like for me, it's uh, Kyle Rayner. Like, fuck that guy. Who has any time for Kyle Rayner? Get out of here. I <laughs> the only um, Green Lantern I have like any like familiarity with is John Stewart, and that is only because of the show. Every other like Green Lantern, I'm just like, I don't fucking, I don't fucking care. I'm just gonna skip this shit. Um, so like, Kyle Rayner basically doesn't exist to me. Um, Denim jacket, Green Lantern basically doesn't exist to me. Um, there's I'm so sure many, there's fine. so many Green Lanterns that are cool. Um, you should spread out a little. The, the actual thing that like uh, Justice League doesn't tell you is that at least in every comic I've read, John Stewart kind of sucks. He's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than um, like too much green lantern i did really like this book um it's like it feels very much like the um like the the afterward is like darwin cook like outlining his quote-unquote process but really what it is is like uh and i haven't read it pretty thoroughly yet but i did flip through it and like the afterward is just darwin cook putting together like Okay, so here's these, like, 50s issues of Challengers of the Unknown that I read. And then here's, like, these 40s issues of, like, um, these book, like, these comics where, like, dinosaurs, like, invaded the Earth or something. And, like, you see him putting together not, like, a real history, not, like, a really well-researched history, but, like, his own personal, like, okay, here's how I see, like you know, the golden age, the JSA, like bridging into the silver age, um, stuff. And like, 
all the artists who paved that road and let me just like spend 400 pages like paying homage to them and from that light of like darwin cook fucking loves jack kirby and fucking loves like carmine infantino carmine infantino and he's just gonna like assemble a book that just like mushes his favorite toys together that's really good because darwin cook is like one of the greatest illustrators of the 21st century (laughs) um and um yeah i for all my quibbles with the story like it kind of doesn't matter because like Superman gives a good speech, and that's what I came here for. Actually, Superman gives a good speech and then goes to fight a turtle, and the turtle chumps him out immediately, which did kind of suck to me. <laughs> Superman I mean, does not get the, enough. Was the cool turtle magic? The turtle was magic. Well, there you go. <laughs> Superman's weakness is magic. Like it's kryptonite, yeah, but it's mostly magic. There's way it's more magic, magic in the world than there are crypt- than there's kryptonite. Yeah. Um, Superman. I think done it's, a little I bit think dirty it's funny that book. Batman always goes to like the Kryptonite ring when he knows Zatanna. Like she could just fuck Superman up, but he doesn't want to ask for help. He just wants to use the ring he paid too much money for. <laughs> <laughs> there is a really good bit in this book where, um, for the first little while of this book, they're like, so that for people who aren't familiar with New Frontier, I talked about it last time a little bit, but it's like, um. After World War II, after the end of World War II, the world was split into two, um, <laughs> and they outlawed superheroes in the U.S. Um, and there's Superman and Wonder Woman are like the government-sanctioned superheroes who are still hanging around, and Batman is the guy they couldn't bring in. And for like the like the JSA entirely retires, um, but Batman is still hanging around. And the way this is framed is that Superman tried to bring him in, and Batman beat him in a fight. Um, and so that's why they couldn't bring him in. Cause like we sent Superman after him and Batman couldn't take him or Superman couldn't take Batman late in the book it is revealed that Superman was his friend this whole time and they staged the fight. And that's the best possible <laughs> outcome to who yes. would win in a fight between Batman and Superman is they would stage it for the public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, um, because this is about like the forties going into the fifties for most of this book, um, Batman is running around in like his weird outfit from the forties where his like heads kind of a weird shape and the ears are super pointy. Yes. Um, cool. Then, classic like, Batman three quarters of the way into the book. Um, he changes like Robin shows up and he changes into, um, Adam West Batman outfit. And that was a really nice little touch. Oh, I, <laughs> I really that. liked that bit. <laughs> Um, and then the other thing, um, was, you know, I mentioned last week that I read, um, the first couple issues of Superman Rebirth, didn't care for it, uh, and then, like, for the last hour, I've just been rereading the first few issues of Action Comics Rebirth, which is, like, much better. Just a hell of a lot better. Um, they get they got Dan Jurgens writing and he's just doing like death of superman shit and like it's very clearly like hey everybody hated the new 52 we're going to get the you know post crisis superman back and we're going to like do you know doomsday shit with Dan Jurgens writing and like we're just going to like do a crowd pleasing thing but it absolutely works like 100% just superman beating the hell out of doomsday it's great <laughs> so um uh, I sooner or later I'm going to get past this like stuff I'm rereading and hopefully I will have more to say because my goal is to like 
see what they're doing before like Brian Michael Bendis shows up and like totally takes over what Superman is for two years before fucking off. Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, is that? I feel like that could be is that really... good? I assume it's not because it's Bendis, but if there's so, any character that I feel like Bendis could write well, it's probably Superman. When they first announced it, I remember being like, oh my god, they gave Superman to Bendis, it's gonna be terrible. And I have only ever heard good things about it, even from people who were pretty tired of Bendis. Like, even people I know who, like, got sick of him writing The Avengers and Ultimate Spider-Man and, like, literally every book Marvel was putting out. Even people who were sick of Bendis really like um, his Superman stuff. So, I'm excited to see where that goes, but I just wanted to see, like, what's leading up to it, I guess. So... We'll see. Yeah. Um, um that's about it. all I've got. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we should probably get into our episode then. We watched See No Evil, the seventeenth episode of Batman the Animated Series. This aired February twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three. Uh is written by Martin Pasco, directed by Dan Reva. Um Autumn, would you please describe in five sentences what happens in this course of this episode? I will do my best. Um, so, um, I'm trying to remember what the first part of this is. Is the first part of this that he, like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to ask you. I have to do it. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> the first episode, or not first episode, we open on this divorced dad um, who is invisible, like, visiting his daughter in the middle of the night um, and, like, bringing her, like, jewelry. And um, the the mom comes in, he sneaks out, and the mom just thinks that uh, her daughter, Kimberly, has an imaginary friend named Mojo. Um come to find out that um this divorced dad is like has an invisibility suit and is stealing a bunch of like valuables he goes to um a um bruce wayne is just like at a jewelry showing like a jewelry convention i guess and he's going to this jewelry convention and just steals everything um sentence three batman tries to fight him um but doesn't uh, have much luck because um, the guy's invisible, and so he, he, you know, gets away. Bruce Wayne goes and investigates and is like, oh, you know, Wayne Tech was going to do a deal with the scientist who was developing um, this invisibility technology, and Batman follows up on it and tracks it down to this, like, ex-con, like, the guy he suspects is this ex-con who was working on this technology um, and stole some of it. <clears throat> Um, and in that investigation also finds out that the suit is poison and is going to like, you know, is like ruining this guy's mind and is going to kill him somehow. So sentence five, um, divorced dad guy is, tries to kidnap his daughter, but Batman shows up and thwarts him and sends him to jail and is a hero to divorced bombs everywhere. And that's the episode more or less pretty dumb but i liked it a lot <laughs> um so the thing with this episode is like i remember the premise i remember the premise i'm like okay kind of hokey whatever got like a weird horror movie premise but also 
they just play it really straight and Batman in essentially like all like interrupting what would be like a weird horror movie is like actually the best Batman. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because you have this mom, this like down on her luck suburban mom who lives in the most rundown piece of shit house that's ever existed. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't under. I don't understand how on the outskirts of Gotham is like a bombed out suburb, but there is, and that's where she lived. <laughs> um, and uh, she's all put together. So I don't know where she works, where she like has to dress up like real nice. But she's like the most. She the, the thing with Batman the series is no woman cannot look like a pinup model. So she's like Bruce in Tim a house. only draws one woman. <laughs> she's in a house that we're like the ceiling could collapse any day and kill them both. But she's definitely like coordinating her shoes and her her like shirt and like her hair's all done and she, like she she's like. It's like five in the morning. She's like literally waking up because Batman's interrupted her, but she's put together. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but like, you know, her daughter has an invisible friend and I've seen a horror movie. So I know that that's that visible friend is either a demon or a creepy guy. And those are the only two options. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out it's a creepy guy, but um, <laughs> like the way in which that's played versus like Batman just interrupting that whole scenario is like really good. And on the other side, like his this guy trying to like be a thief or whatever just gets into like real crunchy noir stuff. Like there's a scene where him and Batman mm-hmm. fight, and it's at the this abandoned drive-in theater for no particular reason. But there's just it's like great. this infinite expanse of like the little radio stalls that that, that they're right. interacting with, and it feels like such a 1930s like way like where you put the final mm-hmm. like gunfight just because it's evocative visually. It has no like broader purpose. It could have been anywhere, but they picked here. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I just, um, this episode's, like, super hokey. It has, like, lines, like, um, it's got, like, um, Batman, um, you know, beats him up at the end and is like, um, you're gonna do your best disappearing act yet? You're gonna, (laughs) where no one sees you for 10 to 20? Um, it's got, like... You know, Bruce Wayne runs into a bathroom and a cop who really needs to pee is, like, waiting outside and the, Batman, like, <laughs> bursts the, the door open and smacks him in the face. Yeah, the way that's set up is, like, uh, Ventress goes in. He's the he's the invisible guy. He goes in to, like, switch into his suit because he walks in dressed up and then puts on the suit in the bathroom and then leaves. But then he locks the door behind him. And so the guard wants to use the bathroom. Knox is like, oh, it's locked. Walks away. Um, and then Bruce Wayne, once stuff kicks off, runs in and like locks the door behind him. Um, and so that guy's the fucking guard piss denial thread of the, the <laughs> early part of this episode is incredible. <laughs> this poor man. <laughs> Didn't actually stop any crime that was happening. Too busy wanting to go to the bathroom. And once again, gets hit in the face by Batman. <laughs> yes. It's just very good. Um, the part where Bruce Wayne is at this jewelry convention, jewelry, like a jewelry convention, buying a watch inexplicably. Mm. Why is he here? What is he? Why is he buying this one watch? And also, if you're an invisible man, why would you just pick a watch out of someone's hands? Isn't the whole point to not be noticed? I was thinking that. I was like, this is the best way to, like, cause a scene when you have a power that is, uh, like, lets you not cause a scene. Also, why would you go to, like, a crowded thing? If I was invisible, I would just, like, go rob a bank in the middle of the night when the security cameras aren't going to see me and there's no one there. 
Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid guy. Stupid guy. I mean, that's because uh, the suits makes him makes him crazy. I guess the suit does make him crazy. He um, he does. He literally uh, he literally has red eyes as if you didn't know he was the bad guy. He literally has <laughs> red eyes. <laughs> Um, oh, also, there's a thing in this episode where the guy who actually, um, invented this invisible suit thing, um, is dead, and I thought that was gonna go somewhere, and it doesn't. No. Is it, is he just dead because, like, he wore the suit and it poisoned him or something? Uh, no, I don't is? think so. I, the, the whole thing that happened here is that Batman goes up to Lucius Fox, or Bruce Wayne goes up to Lucius Fox and is like, Lucius, have you heard anything about some invisible technology that Wayne Enterprises is working on? And he's like, well, gee, Bruce, we had something, but we lost it. So he follows the thread and he finds out that that guy died, but then his yeah. assistant is still alive. So he's like, oh, it must be the assistant, like, you know, following the law and order chain of events. Scott be that guy and goes to him and that guy like hears someone sneaking in and attacks him but then it's revealed to be batman he's like oh i'm sorry I, th- I thought you were someone else it wasn't me and it's like they're the other assistant they're like he's like yeah we did have that other assistant no he was like a gopher he was like a real piece of shit ex-con guy <laughs> maybe it was him <laughs> who would have foreseen such a thing <laughs> this is this episode is extremely like um Oh, what am I trying to say? Like, well, obviously, if you've been to prison once, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible you know? person. <laughs> um, I don't um blame, you know, this um divorced MILF for not wanting uh, him around her kid. But it is very much like, well, he could just never possibly have, you know, be a good person again uh, because of he went to prison one time. Yes. But also... He very much seems like the dad who does not show up for custody uh, weekend, even though. Um, like, I mean, he's, he's got she's got a restraining her. order against him. The problem is he shows up too much. I guess so. I guess because there's a whole problem. bit where he like tries to talk to her, and she's like, she's like, you, you're supposed to stay 500 feet away from me or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Which I know that restraining orders are real, but they feel like a thing that existed entirely in 90s fiction about divorced people. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It feels like everybody, I've known people in my life who have considered getting restraining orders, and uh, the universal experience is like, wow, this is like a really expensive, like, I have to, like, take someone to fucking court. Um, Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem worth the effort. Um, But, like, in the 90s, everybody had one. You just, you know, get on an episode of a sitcom and have a restraining order. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then there's this, he follows her into, like... Like a cafeteria, like an automat. I guess that's what that's called, right? Where you just gotta like, get so, the food. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she buys like a sandwich or whatever. And then he's like, I'll pay. I'm wealthy now. And she's like, nah, keep it. And then he just like throws the dollar <laughs> down at like the lady at the automat, the checkout lady, <laughs> which I just thought was there's very no, funny. Like, there's um, no like tip jar there. Cause I like paused on there. I was like, is he tipping her? No, I don't think like people who work here take tips. <laughs> yeah. But He's just an it, asshole. <laughs> but also, he, he, it's weird because, like, the way she plays is like, ah, you're ill-gotten gains. Like, you just want to act big, um, but you're actually, like, a horrible cheapskate. Um, but no, he, he's, you know, he stole that money from rich people. And he's giving it to this lady working at the automat. I feel like that's, like, one good deed here. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne is giving money to people that know automats. <laughs> he's buying $10,000 watches at the watch convention. I do love the unbelievable bad luck of this guy. Like, I'm going to go rob some rich people. And he just happened to rob Bruce Wayne. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, why does his six-year-old daughter want a pearl necklace specifically? Not anything else. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be that she saw one on TV, right? Like, yes. That's got to be it. <laughs> She's. I like, just feel like pearl necklaces are like inherently old-fashioned. Like first ladies wear pearl necklaces. Like no, right. no person has a pearl necklace to me that's like a it's like a it's like a it is like a symbol of someone who is old-fashioned and conservative mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this little I mean, girl like, to me- inexplicable did you look up the trivia for this fucking movie or this fucking episode no no this little girl is voiced by elizabeth moss who was just a child actor at this point <laughs> she feels uh, too famous to be on the show even in 1992 i don't know um, I, maybe I, she's not. I don't know. When did she get famous? I mean, she like she was on West Wing. I know that's where she got like yeah, um, okay. yeah. West Wing I was ninety nine. Girl Interrupted was ninety nine. So yeah, it wasn't until like late nineties. But um, okay, okay. <laughs> the the wiki in a in a flight of wiki logic, if I've ever seen one, uh, talks about how she is the main character in the twenty twenty Invisible Man remake. Uh, but then notes her role in the film may have been a possible reference or involvement with Ceno. <laughs> No, it's not. I promise you. They didn't cast Elizabeth Moss because she was a little girl in a Batman episode about the fucking invisible man. Oh my god! I like that Invisible Man, by the way, for the record. If anyone wants to know, Uh, that that in that one, the Invisible Man is wearing a cyber suit. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, it's like it's like not like the greatest movie in the world, but like she's good in it. It's fine. I don't know. I I didn't hate it. Um. Um, Well, yeah, uh, this episode's just super hokey and um. I, yeah, but I, I ended, I ended up, up really, I ended up really liking it. I was like, man, this episode, yeah. this episode's got going. Like, this is just like crunchy. Put Batman in two different film genres and mix them up, and like the bridge yeah. between the noir and the horror is Batman. And it's like, yep, that's what we want. Yep. I was thinking about this a little bit this week because, like, um, as I'm reading the Superman stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess Superman deals with like all the science fictiony stuff that Batman never deals with because Batman's always getting put in horror movies, kind of. <laughs> well, I this 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 show particularly is bad about this because their their thing was like so for a long time was like we want it to be really grounded, so like you might have Man Bat, but like mostly it's just dudes, right? Uh, like guys with Tommy guns, you know, or ninjas, yeah. which is very realistic. Um, <laughs> And it, but the, you know, we'll get to like, we'll get to like that, that revi- revised season when they redo everyone and suddenly Etrigan's there and all bets are off suddenly, you know? Right. God. I love Etrigan. That guy's great. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's, he's great. But like, I remember when I watched the show and like, I, like, I bought the DVDs and I didn't really know that much about Broadway's DC. It's like, why is this fucking gargoyle man here <laughs> suddenly? Why is he talking <laughs> rhyme? Who's this evil magical child? What happened to Batman that it got weird suddenly? <laughs> Uh, the nineties, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like this episode. I don't yeah. have a ton to say about it. No, <clears throat> it was good. Don't don't wear a suit that makes you crazy. Yeah, I would just not wear the suit. I, I don't know why crazy. they needed it to be that the suit makes him crazy. Like he could just be an evil guy. They don't spend any time with like we need to cure you of your brain illness from the plastic that was like poisoning you. There was there was like five minutes where um not even five minutes, like two minutes where I 
couldn't remember that it was a divorced dad episode. And so I was like, oh, is this going to get like dark? <laughs> Thank God it didn't go there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. He, he just seems like a bad guy. He didn't need to make him like also brain poisoned by suit. So. Uh, how did we go longer on the episode where we didn't talk about an ep- uh, episode of the show? <laughs> um, I don't know. I we had a lot of we covered a lot of things. That's the thing is that sometimes That's this true. show is just this show. Um, next time, mm-hmm. very excited. We are watching so Beware the Gray Ghost. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this episode fucking rules. <laughs> One of the best episodes of the show. It's incredible. I love it. Uh, until then, um, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can find all my podcasts at uh, abnormalmapping.com. Check out Repertory Screenings, where we are going to watch The Wages of Fear soon. I'm really excited about it. Um I was going to say, check out me complaining about Halloween 2018, but I'm actually going to do that on VoIP Life. If you go to patreon.com and give 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 us $10, and you should because VoIP Life is very good, uh, I'm going to do a mini blockbusters on Halloween 2018. Jackson's just going to have to sit there and listen to me rant about that fucking movie. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm still mad about it. I still haven't, I haven't seen any of the sequels to Halloween. I think I've seen part of H2O on TV, like, years H2O ago. H2O's fucking boring. It. It's like, it's like probably the worst one, cause it's boring. It's just a waste of everyone's time. Mm. But Halloween 2018 is just abysmal. Every choice made is just everything wrong with horror movies right now. Um, it sucks. It's a bad film. And if you want to know why, I will explain at length. Well, actually, probably in about like six minutes, because I'll just be talking into a microphone as Jackson goes, can we cover the next thing, please? I don't care about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, You really like the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, right? I do. I I mean, I like every Rob Zombie movie I've ever seen. Uh, I, I'm like two behind, I think. But Rob Zombie, great director. Okay. I should check um, those out. <laughs> I liked, I liked, like, two is alright. Like, like, the original Halloween set is, like, pretty solid. Like, it's, like, bad in the way every series is bad. I really liked Halloween Resurrection is the one after H2O, which is about a fucking ghost hunting reality television show that Micah Myers crashes. That one's incredible. Apparently. Um, <laughs> the epitome right. of, like, late 90s, early, I don't remember when it came out. Early odds, yeah. uh, bad, sixth entry in a horror franchise shit this is already after michael myers was actually part of a being controlled by a druid cult made up of doctors who wanted to use a sacred blade to control his evil (laughs) right that is the one thing that i knew about halloween like three or four i think that's four i don't remember i watched them all in a rush like two years ago but uh yeah Yeah. Um, i'm gonna watch halloween kills i bet it's bad too um Apparently, Rob Zombie is a guest uh, guest star in one episode of the Justice League. So, look sick. <laughs> Who is he playing? The Terror Beyond Part Two. Uh, he's playing Ixthulu. It's clearly just DC knockoff, like um, Cthulhu. But I I don't know how to say this out loud. Um, yeah, fair enough. What what is this? This is let me see. Justice League um, Aquaman. Okay, sure. A, a picture. Oh, God, it is just a fake Cthulhu. Yeah. Man, Just League is fucking wild. 
That show is so good. <laughs> the the, the little pitch, I was like, what is this episode? And like the DCAU wiki is like, ah, when the Justice League learns that Aquaman helped Solomon Grundy escape from the authorities, <laughs> they discover an approaching threat to the world, one which Hawkgirl knows well. I'm like, what confluence of events has created Aquaman helping Solomon Grundy get out of jail? Why? <laughs> And then I remember, I remember that this is like the has a, has a hook hand, like mm-hmm. renegade Aquaman because this yeah. is where Aquaman was at at this point. <laughs> because you had to c- come up with a way to make Aquaman cool. Aquaman was always cool. <laughs> Aquaman is in like three. So, um, one of the things I did not love about DC New Frontier is that, like, I feel like it was a little too expansive. I felt like there was too many characters that they had to introduce in this, like, brand new Elseworld setting. Um, and at, like, page 350 of a 400-page comic, Aquaman shows up for the first time, and I rolled my eyes so goddamn hard. <laughs> but um, Aquaman's only purpose in the entire story is he shows up on two pages to be like, there's an evil turtle in the sea. And then he shows up like 30 pages later to be like, I saved Superman. We're good. <laughs> Off screen. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, where can people find you online? At autumnal underscore coffee. All the podcasts at exportodd.io. You can give us a dollar on Patreon. Um, uh, we, uh, sorry. I wanted to say two things at the same time. Your money on Patreon is super uh, helpful because Nora and I are moving soon and she doesn't have income uh, at this moment. And so um, we're really grateful to all the people who have been helping out there. Um, When this episode goes up, uh, it'll be like kind of too late for you to help out with our move because, um, you know, we only get paid once a month uh, through Patreon. But you know, we appreciate everybody um, who wants to help after the fact. So, yeah, go having there. Having moved point. will still be expensive. Don't worry. Yes, yes. <laughs> because it's not like we're going to move and then we'll have a job day one. So Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that's about it. All right. For me. Other podcasts, mm-hmm. hot singles that I'm not on, I guess, right now. I'll I'll be back on it, but um, you're going to get there. You're, you're going you're gonna to try to come back and they'll be like, you know what? We don't really need you anymore. I think we're good. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly like I've been looking in on like what they're doing. I'm like, sounds like it's a better show without me. I don't know. <laughs> um But yeah. Uh Batman, I guess. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>